Hello, my name's Chris Paul and I am the CEO and founder of Man on Inverclyde, a mental health charity based in Greenock in the west of Scotland. And we're bringing you this message today to raise awareness of mental health and raise awareness of our charity and how we can maybe support you, your friends or your loved ones if you need it. Now, we started off as a suicide prevention charity and we're continuing that mission. We want to break the stigma attached to mental health. We want to break the stigma attached to men's mental health and I know that a lot of men will be listening to this podcast so please get in touch with us via Man on Inverclyde on social media and um, you'll find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. If you're not on social media and you want to get in touch with us via email just type in support at manoninverclyde.com our landline here is 01475-910258. So yeah, get in touch with us if you're struggling with your own mental health or you're concerned about a friend or a family member. One of our staff members are volunteers here to support you. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the Gallant View Rangers podcast. My name's Colin McDuff and I'm delighted to be back hosting another episode of the 10 Questions show. The show where we ask our guests to come on and answer their set 10 questions on their time following Rangers. This week I'm absolutely delighted to introduce this week's guest, the staunch superstar of the WWE and ICW network, Jason Reed. Jason, how are you? Colin, it's a pleasure to come on, mate. I uh, love listening to the podcast. That was some intro as well. Um, our ring announcer might be quaking in his boots after that, mate. Uh, that was a good job. But uh, no, listen, wasn't to be on. Uh, yeah, looking forward to having a, a good chat with you. I tell you what, mate, doing, doing that announcement's a lot easier when you brought a nickname like the Staunch Superstar. <laughs> <laughs> it works, doesn't it? It works. And I, I stole that from someone else as well. Someone else gave that to me and uh, I was like, listen... That's quite good, so I hope you don't mind that it's going to be uh, used moving forward. So no, that's, that's the first exclusive of <laughs> of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Seal's nickname. <laughs> yeah. So, no, thanks for joining us, mate. Um, I suppose before we kick off, um, just tell me and the listeners a wee bit about yourself and what you've got going on. Yeah, so um, obviously... Um, we're very busy in terms of what we've got on. So we uh, we produce weekly shows for uh, the WWE Network, obviously, and uh, we're worldwide now, but predominantly, um, you know, the viewers are in, in America, also across Peacock TV. Um, so we produce with ICW, uh, a weekly television show that goes out, uh, yeah, pretty much across the world. Um, certainly a different a different taste, if you like, from probably your last, your last guest, but... Um, yeah, listen, it's it's good. Uh, we're all obviously passionate about it, and um, yeah, looking forward to to speaking about some Rangers today. What well, what I do like when I was looking up the ICW network um, is some of the some of the tournament titles and the match titles. So I really like the square goal uh, match. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It does what it says in the tin. Well, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, you know what you're getting. I think that's the beauty of it. You know, um, obviously ICW is produced in Glasgow. It's a Glasgow uh, homegrown. Uh, company concept, if you like, uh, over the last sort of few years, 
Um, you know, we've seen good success. We've been able to sign deals, uh, you know, with WWE. You know, most of the, the, the viewers will probably know them perhaps as WWF back in the day. Um, you know, so we're able to produce that content that's, that, that comes out of Glasgow and pretty much goes worldwide, um, which is unique, especially when we have shows called The Square Go, um, which is, yeah, it's, it's a good wee laugh when you, when you break it down. No, oh, that's excellent, mate. And then uh, when I was uh, doing my research on you, I came across what the, your signature move is it to titled the, the club deck? <laughs> is indeed, yeah, it is indeed. Um, you know, I think for, for too long, obviously, I've been in wrestling for about, you know, four or five years. And um, when I first kind of broke in, there was this big thing about, you know, hiding your allegiances. Uh, but over the last sort of uh, two years, I've just decided to completely turn that on its head <laughs> and uh, yeah, show the world what I, what I really am. Um, and yeah, so everything's really just fallen uh, you know, under that. So, you know, we've got the staunch superstar. The finishing move is the club deck. Um, you know, every second tweet we've got a reference to Rangers, and it annoys a lot of people, which is always fun. <laughs> and I was just saying before we started recording that you put a tweet this morning about tonight's show, and instead of GMT, it's been 5 pm Ibrox Park time, and that had me in stitches. Yeah, I mean, most of the people that get wound up at my tweets, uh, I think they have a, a, a similar version for their own their own uh, time. So, yeah, I thought I'd just jump on that and, uh, yeah, maybe <laughs> get a few up them, you know. So, wearing, wearing your colours proudly on your chest, mate, but how did it all come about then? Tell us, how did you come about following Rangers? Uh, so, I mean, it happened at a very young age. So, uh, my granddad uh, runs a supporters bus. Uh, had done, I think, pretty much from the, the sort of 70s onwards, so still does to this day. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it was, it was pretty much the age of four or five. Um, he started taking me along with him. Uh, and it was literally uh, every weekend, home and away. And I suppose that's the privilege of having a granddad that runs a supporters bus. You get, you know, exclusive access to the tickets. And they were a lot easier to get back then uh, compared to now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, pretty much from the ages of uh, four or five, uh, probably up to about 18 years old, um, you know, I followed Rangers uh, everywhere, um, home, away, every weekend, Wednesday nights, you know, you name it, European games. Um, and I think when you're introduced to it that at such a young age, especially like five, six, um, it's just, it doesn't leave you after that, you know, you go into the pub on a Saturday morning before the bus picks you up, you get thrown in the corner, you play a bit of dominoes, you get a can of juice and that's just it, you know, it's just it's just ingrained in you, it's part of your life and um, yeah, it'll never ever leave you and it's just, I think it's like everyone can relate to, you know, like um, looking back and especially when you go with a family member or whatnot. Um, it's just yeah, it's just a special time. And um, yeah, obviously it's something that doesn't leave you. Uh, I think most is that follow Rangers and most that come on and talk about uh, their time following Rangers, it always starts at an early age. And it's just, it, it's weird because we're both adults now, but that you always resonate back to that wee boy going to Ibrox for the first time or going to the games for the first time. It's always your, it's the memories that shape how you support the club. Oh, it's brilliant. And, you know, you, you wouldn't have it any other way either. Um, you know, I think like at that age, all my sort of friends were out playing um, in the streets and stuff. And, you know, I was going to watch Rangers uh, up and down the country, but I would not have had it any other way. Um, just just that experience of of getting to go to all these games at that, that, you know, that age was just, yeah, just magnificent. Brilliant. So 
I'm sure there's a, a few stories to tell and a few memories to look back over. But these 10 questions, mate, how did you find it narrowing down just to one answer for each question? Easier said than done, mate. Easier said than done. I don't know how everyone else gets on uh, doing these, but um, I had to look over it. I was like, you know, 10 questions, that'll be fine. And then I had to look into the actual questions. I'm like, geez, these are quite hard, you know, having to narrow it down. Um, but I think we got there in the end. Some of them we might need to wing it a little bit. But um, I guess that's when you get the best answers, isn't it? Aye, absolutely. And I totally feel your pain. Uh, since we started this back up over the last few weeks, a couple of the boys at Gallantview have say, said they'll interview me for these. And I've been trying to put it off for as long as possible. I've got a short list of about 40 right now. For <laughs> yeah. And it's absolutely killing me because I don't want to know give, <laughs> give yeah. it. Oh. So without further ado, let's kick off with them then, mate. Um, start from the top. What's your favourite Rangers goal? I mean, we're off to a fly here in terms of difficulty, I think. <laughs> there were so many to, to choose from. So many. I think like when you, you sit back and think about like how many goals you've actually watched, it, it's just mental. Um, but like, I think for me, there's a good few that, that stick out. Um, the, the one that was right up there for me, um, was the Pedro Mendes goal uh, against Celtic? So the uh, the four two game uh, Parkhead. Uh, for me, it was just yeah, just brilliant. Uh, like I think that whole day was just amazing. Obviously, going sort of four one up um, was amazing. But that goal, um, you know, the way it was worked from the, the corner straight to Mendes, and he's just absolutely hoofed it. Went past about you know six or seven players right into the the corner um, and it was especially because I was obviously there with my granddad my mum had, had got a ticket as well so there was sort of the it was like a family day out if you like um, which obviously isn't common it's, it's as you know quite hard to get tickets especially at Parkhead um, even more so now um, so yeah it was a good day out um, there's a lot of goals that were up there for me but the Pedro Mendes goal against Celtic uh, definitely takes it when we talk about your favourite Rangers goal. Also, all these questions are open to interpretation of what it means to you. And yeah. we talked we talk about it could be an important goal or just how you celebrated it because you were there at the time or even just it was a cracking goal. This this fits the bill for all of them, doesn't it? I th- I, and I think there's so many. Like I mean, even if, in like the last season, you know that you could you could pinpoint a few goals. Um, even like the so the goal last season uh, against Motherwell. Uh, I think it was Eden's second goal, was it? Uh, or Eden's sort of goal to, was it, was it 2-1 at the time? Um, I think it was a big turning point last season anyway, um, when we were, we were getting beat 1-0. I think it was just off the back of getting beat in the cup. Um, so like a goal like that, you know, would, would, would be, I think would fit the category, you know, because it was such an important goal. But um, yeah, very, very hard to choose um, your favourite goal um, of all time. But yeah, we got there. And just on that day at Celtic as well, um, I remember that came at a time where we'd, we'd, we were in Manchester the season before, um, yeah. obviously, and we go, was it Cowness that put us out? And it's, yeah. we're a very unforgiving fan base, <laughs> even 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 after getting to a European final. Uh, so I remember at the time, we just signed Mendes, we were, we were what a series, what's this team going to be all about this year? And I think that just... That set the tone for the rest of the season. That one, that day. Oh yeah, it was it was unbelievable, and I think um, 
I think we could kind of see the player he was. And um, I think, you know, he, he scored a few goals for us that were really, really top drawer goals. Um, I think like Patrick Thistle, Inverness. Um, but yeah, the goal against Celtic was just, uh, yeah, sublime. Well, way to kick off your Rangers period, eh? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Downhill from there. <laughs> so, mate, what's, um, where's the strangest place you've watched the Rangers game? Uh, this was another tough one. There was, there's, believe it or not, there was a few here, but um, I think probably uh, even this season. So I, I spent a bit of time uh, across in the states and New York around Christmas time, and um, I can't remember off the top of my head who we were playing, but uh, I was dragged in to do some shopping in New York, um, and as the Rangers game was kicking off, which you know I'm visibly fuming about, you know, because I'm not I'm not in the uh, at the bar watching the, the game here, which was the, the plan. I've been dragged around the Harry Potter store in New York and I've got uh, <laughs> I've got the, the Rangers game on my phone watching it, um, you know, and I'm getting shown recommendations for, for Harry Potter jumpers. How do you like that? Yeah, that's fine, that's fine. You know, try and watch the game. I'll take the blue one. Store, yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so that, that's probably the, the, the funniest place, if you like, that I've watched it. You know, all these people cutting about with their wands and <laughs> their T-shirts and their robes and stuff. I'm just there watching the the game, um, so yeah, that that's probably up there for me. Another tough question, though. No, but I, I I love that answer because we've all either been in that position or we've seen somebody in in a shop just they don't want to be there and they're they're not there by choice. They've been forced to come and they're just kind about. But usually it's a it's a fizzing face on the guy sewn behind whoever he's with. That, that gives it away but I think you've taken it to a different level just like in case MD for the avoidance of doubt in case MD doubts that I don't want to be here I'm just going to sit and watch something else in my phone yeah, <laughs> yeah I know I mean I'm being treated to butterbeers by the minute and I, I couldn't really be arsed because I just want to watch the Rangers game you know um, but yeah that's that's definitely I think another one actually the, the, I think it was around the same time uh, I was on a flight back from London. It was actually the day we beat Hearts at Tynecastle, uh, the, the last time we were there. Um, and I think the, the flight was going to Glasgow and there must have been about, uh, you know, half, 50% of the people on the flight were, were queuing to get on the plane. And I think 50% of them have got the phone uh, in the hand watching the game uh, and the goal goes in. And I think at the same time, uh, probably about half of those 50% uh, let out a wee cheer. So, that was quite funny around the same time as well. Well, you can put that in the category of things you love to see. You love yeah, it. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so, mate, kind of on the same token, and you've, uh, you've alluded to it, um, just we talked about going to the games early on with your granddad and stuff, so I'd imagine you've got a few to choose from. Where, what's your favourite or what's your best away day or away trip with your Rangers? This was another tough question, so I've got to give it to you, mate. These are some good questions. Um, and do you know what? When I was thinking about this, I actually thought some of the like some of the most bad away games, and this might be this might be a bit out there, but when we um, went to some of the away games in the third division and the second division, some of those away days were probably the most fun I've had. Um, like there was one I remember we went down to Annan, and obviously standard football was terrible, just awful. But like just being there, um, there was like, you know, a supporters bus that had went down. We all found this kind of bowling club and it was just it just kind of turned into a day session and then watched Rangers afterwards. So like 
those those kind of days are up there for me because they're just as fun. But uh, I think the best sort of away day uh, would be winning the league at Rugby Park. Um, I've never really seen anything like that in terms of clinching the league on on the last game of the season. Um, and yeah, it was just just mental. Obviously, three three goals up inside like six minutes or something crazy. Uh, and obviously going back to it again. Um, but you know, granddad by your side watching Rangers win the league. Uh, pretty much as as good as it gets, I think. Um, and uh, yeah, we we were pretty much front row of the the sort of um, the the second uh, or the, the 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 back half of the stand behind the goals that day, and the whole stand was pretty much jumping um, that day. And uh, yeah, I think for for me that will that will definitely um, stay with me for the rest of my life, as as will a lot of games. But yeah, for me that's that's up there. I was there that day as well, um, in the in the Kelly end. But it's what's uh, we we always have a a great following, regardless where we go. Like I dare say, if we played a game in Mars, then they'd you know like Elon Musk would sell our tickets. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, is there um, and but, so we've always got a good for, a good representation at any away ground. Mm. Uh, that's I, I struggle to think of many other away games where it felt like a home game just with the sheer volume of Rangers supporters in the crowd. Oh uh, yeah, it was just just brilliant, and I think like um, it would be one of those games where um, you know there'd be so many people watching and hoping and praying that you know Rangers slip up, and then you know you're you're six minutes in and it's it's three 0 It's just yeah, just just brilliant. Uh, yeah, I actually remember. Sitting down um, in the seat, in my seat, and the this the goal uh, the goal we were shooting into first uh, was to my left, and I've turned to my mate on the right and said, "Listen, I've got a really bad feeling." And then his face just lights up. I, I missed the first goal because I was looking at him, <laughs> and I just I don't know. I just seen his face. I started. I didn't have to look. Just started jumping up and down. But you're saying three yeah, goals in like six minutes. It's Aye, we what a way to clinch the league. Unbelievable. It's yeah, perfect. It was just it was just such the perfect day, you know. Um, just brilliant. In terms of winning the league, I think last season was up there, um, you know, in the way we did it and, and what it meant. But um, you know, going three 0 up inside six minutes and then scoring another two, uh, yeah, just superb. So, Jason, what on in the next one, what's the funniest thing you've ever seen at an Angels game? There could be a few actually if you think about the last few seasons. <laughs> um, I think for me, um, and uh, I could probably tell this story because the guy guy was actually okay at the end of it. But um, we were playing away at Dunfermline. It was a midweek game. I can't really remember if it was in the league or the cup. I'm not really sure. But um, you know what it's like when you leave a game. Um, after the final whistle on the queues, sort of down the stairs or up the stairs, depending on which way you're going. And you have to wait a wee bit to get out. So this boy next to us, and we were pretty much all the way in the back row, decided that he was going to jump on the back of the seats and jump down each row. So like running across the top of the chairs, effectively. He started off well, don't get me wrong. His plan was solid. Um, but, you know, when you start in row X and you're going all the way down, <laughs> you're only getting so far. So I think he maybe made it five rows and then he must have tripped on one seat and he just went over and over and over 
and he must have just done about honestly about twenty five flips on these bouncing on the back of these seats. Um, and then he gets to the very bottom, and obviously everyone's thinking like, "Oh my God, what's what's happened to this boy?" And he just gets up, dusts, dusts himself down, and he gives us a big celebration and <laughs> runs off through the exit. Amazing, one of the best things I've ever seen. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's up there for me. Um, he uh, he proves that there is method in the madness in terms of getting away early. So yeah, <laughs> not no, I'm surprised at two things. Like a, the the boy was okay, and well, I, I don't know if I'm surprised. Like it's uh, <laughs> Rangers fans. Um, I'd imagine he's probably had a few beers, which has maybe lightened oh, yes. the lightened the fall. Um, so surprised. I'm glad he was okay. But the biggest thing I'm surprised at, I'm. Why is that not being turned into some sort of danger sport? Like, I'm not recommending recommending it. I'm not saying we should do it, but I'm really surprised that they they decide that before like a race done. I know it's it's mad. It's just like he was doing so well, and then he's obviously just got he went a wee bit too fast, and he's just flipped and flipped and flipped, um, and made it to the bottom, and given us all a celebration and ran off. So <laughs> fair play. I've not seen it done again since. So if anyone's listened to this. I don't try it, and if you do, don't blame me for any casualties. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's, uh, there's a few questionable, questionable comments that happen in this podcast, uh, but that's uh, we'll just put that under like things yeah. that you could be sued for. Um, recommend yeah. <laughs> to do the, <laughs> the Copeland Road danger run. Um, yeah. <laughs> so next couple of questions, Jason, are all about all about. Uh, players all right so the first one it's it catches a lot of people off guard um but i think everybody has at least one who's the rangers player that you didn't rate at all you, you couldn't buy into but everybody else seemed to love so this is this was a tough one for me and there was a couple of names that that um kind of cropped up um however they're still actively in the squad at the minute and I do have a rule that I, I, I try my very, very best not to slay anyone that's wearing the jersey. So, I'm going to avoid that. <laughs> I'll tell you off here. <laughs> but, and I'm going to, going to kind of, I think this does fit into the, the question, but, um, and this might catch a few people off guard when I say the name, but Vladimir Weiss. Now, hear me out here. Hear me out. I think he was a very, very good player. I think, however, for about five or six years, every single transfer window, there was this big ploy or this big campaign to get him back through the door. Uh, and I don't believe he was that good in terms of, you know, petitioning so hard for five or six years to get him back through the door. Like every transfer window, he was being linked with us. He was tweeting stuff to try and get in the papers and things, you know, and, and everyone was like, you know, bring him back in, which is all, all, all well and good. But, um, you know, over the span of five, six years, I don't really think he warranted that, in all honesty. Um, again, not seen as a bad player. I think he was a good player when he played for us. But I don't believe he warranted uh, five, six years of being uh, rumoured every single transfer window. No, um, talk about my... Uh, my 40 answer shortlist that I have uh, for doing Vladimir Weiss is on there there's somebody I was thinking about for this one as well and it's for the exact same reasoning yeah. if he was a football player would have been he would have been described as a cock tease honestly the way he was acting because <laughs> I don't think he ever really had any real intention of 
when they come back to Rangers, but I think he liked the hype. So every transfer window, he just tweet a Union Jack with the eyes emoji, and you're like, oh, fuck mm. off. Really? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's smart at the end of the day, you know, when you, when you kind of peel back the curtains a little bit, um, it's business, isn't it? It's business. The guy's obviously trying to get a, win a contract or whatever, trying to, to raise his stock up a little bit. So, you know, I, I can understand um, from that aspect, but yeah, I just don't think he warranted uh, five years worth of rumours to come back. No, um, you're not going to get any arguments for me with that one. <laughs> totally on board. Uh, sometimes when these answers come through, there's a few questionable ones, um, but I know what you mean, what you said about not. I think it's for me, it's a, it's a guilty feeling if I ever mention somebody in the current squad because it's mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm an optimist, a glass half full kind of guy, and even up until yeah, left, I was always had that wee hope. I didn't want to slate him too much. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. well, he might come good. Because you want, regardless of it is, if Brandon Barker was still there, if he does well, Rangers will do well. So there's always that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, like I said, there the probably is a few candidates um, at the minute, perhaps. But um, that, that's maybe a story for when they move on. <laughs> So the next one, mate, it's um, the other end of the scale. So it's your chance to present the Sasa Patch Award. So Sasa Patch is the ultimate 7 out of 10 unsung hero. So you can't pick Sasa himself, but who would your Rangers unsung hero be? So this is a weird one, because this is one that, that kind of jumped out straight away. Uh, and I don't know, so like when I when I was younger, I, I played a bit of football and played in goals. So I don't know if I have a wee bit of goalkeeper loyalty here. But um, Neil Alexander popped in my head for some reason. And I, I was thinking about it a little bit. And I'm like, you know, when uh, Griezy got injured back in sort of 2007, we had the UEFA Cup run. Uh, 2008 probably would have been by the time he got injured. Um, around that time. And Neil Alexander came in and I thought he was I thought he was really, really good for us. I, I, I think he, he played excellent. Um, I think Rangers have been lucky in terms of our goalkeepers. I think we've always had a really good goalkeeper. Maybe not so much applicable in some of the years from 2013-ish onwards. Um, but yeah, some of the, the goalkeepers have just been really, really good. I think Neil Alexander was up there as well. Um, I think he pulled off a lot of good saves for us. I think he was he was consistent, um, played in some really, really big games. And I don't really remember, and I might be mistaken, but I don't really remember him getting any sort of over and above credits or plaudits. So... Yeah, for me, like um, he, he's up there. I think he's definitely one that's um, I think was underrated at the time, um, and I can't I can't really think of a time, and there probably is a few where he's he's really uh, had any proper bad games, and I'm sure that there was a few. But yeah, for me, he is he's definitely uh, number one for me, in my personal opinion, of course. I think that's a great shout, Neil Alexander, and uh, for me, I think he's just victim of timing. Um, yeah, just. Well, so I, I always did believe that he would have been good enough to be a Rangers number one, but he just wasn't as good as Alan McGregor. And very yeah. few keepers are as good as Alan McGregor uh, yeah, yeah. at that time. And um, I think on top of the, the games that he came in, like he helped us get to Manchester, um, he helped us win the the Scottish Cup as well that season as well. He was in goals for that. Um, and... So, in top of the games they actually played, you're you're only as good as your your worst player in any in any area of the team. Um, yeah. and that's the same for for goalkeepers. 
if we had a lesser goalkeeper than Neil Alexander as a backup, there's every chance we might not have seen Alan McGregor push himself to the limits that we've seen him go to that year because it he had to be that above and beyond or else he wouldn't be playing because Neil Alexander was a very, as I said at the start, he was good enough to be Rangers number one, but yeah. Alan McGregor just had to take it up a level. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think he was solid when he came in and there's like there's been a few keepers I think that have come in and just like when when we've needed somebody to come in, like, you know, they've been really decent, right? Like um Ronald uh, Watteris as well. I think he was such a such a good keeper. Um he came in kind of um when he was needed when there was when we were struggling, uh, Neil Alexander, another one. Um so yeah, I think we've been lucky with keepers and, and he's he's definitely up there for me. Oh, that's a that's a great show. Well, again, no arguments for that one there, and that's probably another one. That I need to, um, I need to stroll off my shortlist, so I'm not copying you too much. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, should have recorded mine five days ago before. You should have done yours first. That was your mistake. <laughs> so the next question, Jason, um, and again. It's absolutely open to interpretation, um, whether it's something that happened at the club, something that you missed, or just something you wish had happened differently. Um, what's your biggest Rangers regret? Another good question. Um, I think probably when I, I sort of got into like my 20s, if you like, probably from like 19, 20, 21. I uh, fell away from Rangers, um, not away from Rangers, but away from going to the games because uh, it was when I was kind of getting into into wrestling. Um, you know, I was I was kind of I was going to to um, you know promotions and shows and stuff most weekends um, just to kind of watch, um, not take part, but just just to be around some people. Um, and it meant that like I really wasn't able to go to the football. You know, I'd been going for like however many years, weekend, weekend in, weekend out, and it just kind of stopped all of a sudden. I was maybe going to two or three games a season for those couple of years. And when I look back on that now, I'm like, yeah, I do regret that. I do regret not not keeping it up and not going, not just for like not just to go and support the club, but again, going for me like going back to the the whole sort of family thing and. You know, my granddad, uh, you know, brought me up um, in this way of life and it kind of just fell away from me for a wee while. So I think that's up there for me. Like, if I could go back, I would definitely try and balance things out a lot, a lot better, um, you know, and, and, and get a few more games in throughout that time. But um, I think as, as I've been able to, to move on a little bit in wrestling now and, and get some more sort of deals and, and contracts or, or whatever, um, I've got a bit more flexibility, so I can I can almost um, schedule things and, and and plan things myself rather than what I was doing before. So yeah, it means I don't I don't need to kind of have that that issue again. You and I spoke about it before we started recording as well, um, just about missing games and as and when we do it, all the reasons we do it for. And I, I I think I think everybody will resonate with what you said about the early twenties where. You know, regardless of whatever walk of life for you is wrestling or it could be any sort of walk of life that you're trying to, you know, begin your, your adult life in, there's there's a bit of sacrifice to be made in there um, and it's hard to find that balance and it does take a, a long time to find the balance, doesn't it? It does, yeah, and it does. And you know what, seeing the grand scheme of things, see when we you fast forward to, you know, when you're at retirement age or whatever and, you know, you've been watching Rangers for whatever, it's like 50 years and out of those 50 years, three of them, you missed a few games. 
in the grand scheme of things, right, it's not going to make much of a difference. But I think when you when you look at it in isolation, you're like, oh, you know, I missed all those memories, all those games. And around that time, there wasn't a lot of memories, believe me. But it's the whole sort of going along, uh, you know, isn't it? It's just the, the actual the experience of, of being there and, and missing out sometimes when there are good games and whatnot. But, you know, you take the good games with the bad when you're a Rangers fan. You know what it's like. Um, a draw is a, a, a terrible result for us and a, a defeat is just a nightmare. Um, so you take the good with the bad and, and you support the club um, regardless. Uh, I suppose with this being your regret, um, a, a, lot of, a lot of people come on and will maybe talk about a specific game or they talk about Manchester or talk about a period in the in the club's uh, history. I suppose this one's quite unique because you, you can, uh, I suppose, atone for it. You know, you can make up, you've got that chance to keep going and keep making those memories. Yeah, like I think if you were to look at like, actual games, you know, there'd be a few. So like the three two game against Bragg at home, I missed that because I had I had a commitment uh, in the evening. Um, but like I, I could have adjusted that and I could have made both. Um, so it's, it's, it's things like that, you know, like you can look at it in isolation thing. Like you know, I missed that game, which would have been amazing. But then I was able to to go to the Dortmund game last week, you know, which is probably up there as well. So. Yeah, you, you win some, you lose some, so to speak. Aye. Um, I think that's quite cruel. I told you, um, I told you off air that I missed the Dortmund game through, uh, through isolating with COVID, and you still bring it up, mate. But I that's remembered. Remembered. I didn't have it written down. I was like, do not mention the Dortmund game. <laughs> You'd one job. <laughs> so moving swiftly on, then um, question number eight, Jason. What's your favourite Rangers song? Uh, every Saturday we fall. Percent, I love it. I think it's so so good. Um, see when you when you put that on in the car when you're going to the game or wherever you're going, um, it's just just different levels. So if I take it back to November, it's a quick story. And um, so November we had our our big sort of flagship show of the year at the Barrowlands Ballroom, and uh, I was um, I was fighting Chris Bungard, who is a notorious Celtic fan. An MMA fighter, but he came across Tower World. And um, on the way there, we had every Saturday we follow playing, booming in the car, getting us right up for this. Re- you, you'd think we're going out to play 90 minutes of football, we're going out to have a wrestling match, um, but we just knew that going into the, the you know the barras, it was going to be um, it was going to going to be a spicy affair. So we had that on, we got ourselves pumped up, and oh, what a song, man! What a tune. No, but see, we every Saturday we fall. I think it's it's a weird one because there's two completely different versions of it I'm thinking of. So you've got the the, the chant for the terraces, which is mm-hmm. like you know they do the slow clap to lead into it, and then it just it starts bouncing. But then there's uh, the revamp version where. The, the club have done they've done it for the promotional video A55 last year and stuff as well and it's it's a lot more modern and it's more of a an actual song mm-hmm. both which is like hearing both are it's just amazing in their own right but so different yeah yeah I think both are amazing and like I think when you when um you know you hear it from the the stands um it's just it's just brilliant um especially like these sort of European games, um, you know, when you start off singing that, and it's just the whole stadium. It's just, it's just wild. But yeah, for me, great song. There was, a, there was a few to choose from. Believe me, there was a few. Um, but yeah, that's the one I'm going for on this occasion. 
Perfect. And congratulations for getting through that question without getting me shut down as well. Um, it's, yeah. always, <laughs> it's always a, a risk you take with that question. Listen, I've got, I've got um, you know, I need, I need to watch um, the old PR as well. <laughs> I don't want to give people any excuses. So, yeah, I had to, had to be careful with that one. Yeah, uh, so for the, the daily record journals that are listening, better luck next time. <laughs> so, on to the penultimate question, Jason. Um, if you could relive one Rangers moment or one day, Rangers day in your lifetime, what would it be? I would relive us winning 55. Um, I think I was just like, just such an amazing, like overall, I think the season was amazing. But like winning the winning the league, um, well, it was just amazing. After after like the last sort of ten years or whatever, um, I would love to relive it. But I'd love to relive it and and uh, watch it next to my granddad because we. So I, I was um, I was away from home at the time, um, so like I was kind of watching all the stuff on my own, um, and I just loved to, even like trophy day or or like the day we won it. That that night, do you remember social media that night when we beat um, St Mirren? Um, was just uh, just brilliant. So yeah, I'd love to relive that, but I'd love to do it next to my granddad. I think just be you know a, a nice sort of full circle thing, having been brought up by him uh, going to the football and then yeah, winning fifty five and watching that together would have been special. Uh, obviously, that's during the pandemic, and I don't think they really celebrated that um, the the way they would have liked it and. In normal life, um, but I think that's really, really heartwarming to see. As it's not just yourself, everybody, um, everybody thought about who they'd want to be spending with and who they'd want to be doing. And I don't know, there's something special about like the Rangers community, Rangers fans. That our first, uh, our first instinct is to is to think about the people we want to share it with because it's yeah. we talk about this as more than just a football club, Rangers, and it is, and it's. It's communities, it's families, it's I don't know, it's the people who bring you up, it's people you'll just like I'm similar to you. I I go to the Rangers games to support my team, but it's also that's the time I spend with my dad as well. Um yeah. it's, I'm really special about that. Yeah, it's a way of life, isn't it? I know it's cliched, but it absolutely is. Like your full life revolves around it. And um yeah, it's just I think there's no other way to describe it apart from yet. Yeah, more than a club and an absolute way of life. Great answer, mate, and great reason behind it. Um, I'm all for that. So on to the tenth and final question, Jason. Um, and I need two answers from you here. Okay. If you, if you could go for a drink with one Rangers manager and one Rangers player, past or present, who would it be? Now this is this. I find this one the probably the hardest out like, all the questions because there's there's so many names floating about. Um, so it's, it's difficult, but. So I'm going to go with the player, right? Now, the player could have been a whole load of people just for the experience and being able to pick their brains and listen to them. But I've decided to do the player. I think it'd be a little, a little, a little, a little funnier. Um, so I'd love to go for a drink. I think the man is an absolute nut job. <laughs> if you stick a few beers in that boy, oh my God, I'd love to see that. So... That would be him. Um, that was different because there's a lot of legends that I, I'd love to sort of share a drink with and ask a few questions. But I think just for the laugh, the Buffalo would be stupendous. So there is that. And then I think the yeah the manager for me has to be Walter Smith. 
um, you know, to, to to share a drink with the gaffer uh, would just be unbelievable. I think there's so so many stories. I wouldn't even speak. You know, I would just sit and listen to the man talk. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it would just be amazing. Um, so I, I think I'd I think I'd have a few quiet drinks with Walter Smith. And then once I'm warmed up a little bit and had my chat with him, I'd go and meet the Buffalo and uh, I think chaos would ensue. Aye, uh, I, think you've, I think you've probably got a good shout there, no having them in the same bar at the same time. Because <laughs> no, it, it'd be, be a bizarre night out that one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I think there's so many, like there's so many legends that you could just have a, a you know, a few beers with or whatever and just and just chat to. And um, so yeah, there's there's a lot of mentions in there, and I'm sure you'll get a few, a few good answers along the way. And I'm sure you've got a few as well in terms of who you'd like to go, um, you know, for a, a wee night out with. But um, yeah, I, I'll I'll take those two as the final answer. No, good show, and you know what? I, I, you should have given me a hundred guesses, and I wouldn't have guessed Alfredo Morelos. But I get your reasoning why, because it's he's, um. <laughs> We love him so much, but he can be so infuriating at times. And I think, yeah. like when the dark day comes, that he will eventually leave. Time will be. We'll look back in Morelos very fondly and notice what he done for the club, but just the character he was, and it will be. He'll he'll be a, a hero for what he done on the pitch, oh, but sure. yeah. a cult hero for um, the character he was. And he's I see just like. And these wee clips where he's sitting hitting James Tavenier with paper airplanes and stuff, and while Tavin before trying to talk tactics and like, just, uh, he's just he's just unbelievable. I think he's just. I think when you look at some of the stuff as well, especially when we're in the league, like the photos of him coming out and the training uh, ground, and he's got he's drenched in champagne, and he's got his flag and his phone and his bottle in his hand. Oh, he's just a madman, and I love him. Nah, and I don't think Walter Smith needs any more justification um, other than what he said. That um, you could have just said one word answer, Walter, and that uh, you wouldn't have had to had you would not have had to justify it. Yeah, just like what a man. I mean, I think legend gets thrown about a lot, but that man is a legend, and yeah, to be able to um, yeah to to sit down with him would just be unbelievable. It would be um, unbelievable. Well, Jason, um, that should have gave you your ten questions. Uh, well done, man. Was it was it as hard as what you thought? It was, you know, it, it was because there's there's just so many. Like it's so hard to narrow it down. I think as Rangers fans, we're so lucky to have so many amazing memories that that's what that's what makes it hard. You know, we've seen so many amazing goals, um, so many amazing wins, results, etc. So it does make it very hard, but it's interesting. I think it makes you appreciate sometimes, um, you know, how how lucky we've actually been. So uh, hopefully some of the players li- listen to this calling and they get themselves fucking right up for this, and they go and win this league because that's what we do. We win leagues, so fingers crossed the boys can can pull out of the bag and and see us out. There you go. You've had your instructions for the staunch superstar players. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't want to. Um, I don't want to start committing promises from you, Jason. But I dare say, like we can send you into Barnum if they don't. And that's <laughs> maybe some of them. Uh, Buffalo, maybe not. I'd probably <laughs> running the other way. Uh, Goldson and that. You know the big boys, Batty. No chance. Um, but yeah, we'll see what we can do with the rest of them.
Aye, Ryan Kent, watch yourself. There we go. <laughs> yeah. But Jason, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, mate. Um, just before you go, um, tell the listeners where they can find you uh, doing your stuff. Yeah, and listen, it's been a pleasure to come on. Thank you, thanks very much for having me. Um, so yeah, I mean, in terms of like social media uh, at Jason Reed uh, Wrestler, or, or I think it's Res on Twitter because of the. Uh, uh, the character allowance um, and then yeah so every Saturday on the WWE Network uh, or Peacock TV if we do have any American listeners um, and you can catch us on a weekly basis uh, yeah doing our stuff representing the uh, the Glasgow Rangers worldwide uh, on the WWE Network is something I never thought I'd be saying or doing but here we are so check it out if you can Oh, and it's good to, um, you, we always talk about you never really need to go far um, anywhere in the world to find a Rangers fan or some sort of Rangers connection, so thank you for representing the club on the, in the wrestling stage worldwide, Jason, and all the best for it. Yeah, thanks very much, it's been a pleasure, thanks very much for having me on, and it was a great chat. Thank you, and thank you to everybody who's listening, as always, get in touch with the show, we, you, we can have a hundred different people answering these questions, and they'll be it. 10 different answers every week so come on and tell us about your time following rangers until next time thank you very much we are the people